the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Very tough day to do a radio show. Dedicate it to your financial best interest when we've learned that 50 people have been killed and 400 people have been shot in Las Vegas at a music festival last evening, the final night of the Route 91 music festival. Jason Aldean, the night's headliner, was performing, and there were some pretty big uh, names there. Jake Owen, Big and Rich, Luke Holmes, Dylan Scott. The shooter has killed himself, it appears. Don't count on me to be 100% accurate. I'm doing the best I can. Um, I'm not a reporter. Um, it's pretty tough. This is the biggest shooting in U.S. history. Um, you see in videos, if you go on Twitter, you'll see young women. Um, you'll see people trying to be calm, trying not to be emotional. You'll flash back to thoughts of the 2016 Pulse nightclub that left 49 people dead. You'll flash back to Virginia Tech. You'll flash back to Newton. You'll flash back to 9-11. And you'll say, this craziness is all too common. Um, you saw Americans taking you know, cover and shelter from a weapon that's usually used in a war zone in cities that are war-torn being used in Las Vegas. A city of pleasure. Um, you see Americans helping other Americans, people helping other people. The stories are pretty convincingly wonderful. It was pretty chaotic, and yet people were able to step up and help people with chest wounds. Because of the shooter's position on the 32nd floor where he asked for a higher room, it's chaos. Um, people got trampled. Um, Vegas... Is any city prepared for this? No one had any idea where it was coming from. Mass confusion. Um, crowds of people running, people dropping to the ground. Concert performer, Jason Aldean, running off stage. Airport staff responded and transported people you know, who had, you know, to evacuation sites. There was an airport perimeter fence near the concert venue that was breached by people fleeing the scene. So they had to figure out how to shut that down. So with that out there, um, you know, I, I would imagine I told you that I've already had one friend check in, that he's okay, that he was there for a wedding. Um, governor of Nevada is tweeting a tragic and heinous act of violence. Donald Trump is tweeting. It's interesting that Twitter has become the go-to communication form. Gabby Giffords, um, pretty good spokesperson, I would say, for the gun industry, seeing that she was shot. 
is out there spreading news saying, you know, sad day for the entire nation. We pray for a day when evil is banished and innocent are safe. Um, a gunman opened fire from his hotel room overlooking that country music festival. 50 people killed. It's the number one all-time mass shootings in the United States. If you look at the mass shootings list in the last 10 years, the top three have all doubled in the United States. I'm not sure what that tells you other than like, whoa. More than 10 rifles were found in the room. More than 20,000 people were attending the festival that were basically caught in the line of fire. So if just 50 people die out of 20,000, you go, whoa, that's kind of random. It shows you the random of disasters in our life. Today I could be walking and a guy could fall asleep behind his wheel and run me over. How would that affect me? How would it affect my family? How would it affect my loved ones? How would it affect you? Probably wouldn't affect you. But you get the idea. So Wall Street opened up higher today. Once again, showing you that Wall Street really doesn't... It takes everything in stride. After 9-11, the markets fell apart on the fear that the world economies were going to grind to a halt. And what we quickly learn, that's not the case. So Vegas was hit as a target. You get a lot of large people in a very small amount of time, space. I'm a little bit spooked by the idea that one day the story won't be Vegas, that it'll be Disney. That, you know, even a softer target could be found in the world. Shares of MGM, and uh, which is the parent of Mandalay Bay, where the gunman fired, fell in trading. I've stayed at the uh, Mandalay Bay. saw the Michael Jackson show there as part of a corporate event. Shares of Wynn Resorts, another hotel and casino in Vegas, was also trading lower. Typically, gun stocks after such tragedies move higher as Americans fear that their right to own guns will be taken away. Altice shares were higher today. You're saying, who is Altice? A-T-U-S is the ticker. Um, they're not tied towards the tragedy. This is my desperate way of trying to change the topic. There was a woman who was telling the crowd in Vegas, you're all going to effing die before the attack started. Um, and it really makes you start wondering how crazy people are and how we treat people. So consumers will still be able to watch Monday Night Football for now. The parent of Optimum Cable successfully avoided an ESPN blackout by reaching a deal with Disney. And Altis is a cable company. That's my desperate way of trying to change the topic. Facebook, the social media giants, expect to turn over to Congress more than 3,000 Russian-sponsored ads that ran during last year's presidential election. Um, if ABC or NBC were to do what Facebook did, um, there would be big-time sanctions by the government. Google, the tech giant's changing its rules on free news stories. Subscription news websites will no longer have to provide three free articles a day or be penalized at their search results. Some people are very, very happy about that. I was doing some reading on Netflix and Facebook and Google, and Facebook is a pretty successful company. To show you how successful there are, they are, there's about 1.3 billion self-identified Catholics in the world. There's about 1.4 billion Chinese. If you look at the number of people who adhere to some form of capitalism, it doesn't get near the 2 billion people who have relationships on Facebook. 
It's bigger than communism, capitalism. It's bigger than the Kardashians. It's the most successful thing in the history of mankind if you look at the intensity of their the relationship with their customer. So pay, Facebook has pulled off an incredible you know, feat with what is arguably the best acquisition in technology in the past 20 years uh, when they bought Instagram. People were saying that the child CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, really screwed up and paid a billion dollars for a company with only 19 employees. By most standards, if you try to value Instagram now, it'd be worth somewhere between 60 and $150 billion. So Facebook, right after they bought Instagram, they bought WhatsApp. They keep finding ways to grow and to pull in people. Now, Zuckerberg came out over the weekend and apologized if his company's done harm, kind of atoned. We'll see where Facebook goes in the future. Coming up next, maybe we'll talk a little Apple, maybe a little Google as well. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Today is a day, again, that we talk about sad truths. We talk about financial disasters. There will be some disasters that come out of the shooter's background and the victims that we start piecing together. And things that just can't be prepared for. I do much better talking about stocks and talking about investments than I do anything else. I'd rather talk about Snapchat's worldwide ad revenue. It's going to hit $774 million this year, but growth is going to be slower than predicted. That's good news. That's bad news. A lot of advertisers remain on sidelines because Snapchat's ad products are tantalizing for some because they're creative capabilities. It's a highly engaged user base, and it's emerging reputation as an alternative to Facebook. Facebook should keep them alive and well just for that. But that makes too much sense. President Trump's schedule has been cleared for the day to focus on the events in Las Vegas. Deregulation events going to still take place, but President of the United States will outsource to other officials. One of the things the president's going to be able to pull off, maybe not a lot of legislation tied towards tax reform, tax repatriation, and health care repeal, but deregulation. His inability to fill key positions at regulatory offices is one way of doing that can't really worry about the FCC if you don't have FCC commissioners is the idea to go out and enforce. So again, um, sad day for America as once again we take out our previous high kill totals and replace them with a new higher kill total. Sad day for America in that what should be celebrated as a country music concert that's pretty darn fun turns into a nightmare for many. I want to talk a little bit about Apple and Facebook and Google. There's enough prey out there for all three to do well in the world of advertising. TV advertising hits $60 billion. So the bleeding carcass of broadcast advertising is, is huge. And it's not just television, but it's also radio. 
you're soon going to see very deep-pocketed Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google go after and get the World Cup or the Super Bowl. They'll be able to afford it more so than the ABC's, NBC, CBS is the world. With Apple, you know, you got a lot of different things going on than Google, than Facebook and Amazon. Amazon's all about consumption. Apple's all about the intimacy that we have with our products. Apple draws on the second most powerful instinct beyond survival. It, it, it hits, you know, our image, our self-worth. It's a luxury industry that's created more wealth in the past 20 years than any other industry with the exception of finance. And people like to wear luxury goods. People like to wear luxury clothes, drive luxury cars, in my belief, because they want to make babies and they want to be more attractive to the other sex. Whether that's true or not, I think it's up for debate. I think the Apple Watch that I'm wearing isn't just something that tells me the time. I've got a sundial that can do that for me. It's an attempt for me to signal to others that I'm cool, I'm hip, I'm chic, I'm one of a kind. And if you mate with me, your kids will likely survive because I'm cool, I'm hip, I'm smart. I'm not someone who's wearing a swatch from the 80s. Apple is a signal of wealth, it's a signal of creativity, and it's part of the innovation class that you've got better genes than people who are got two or three teeth. The price premium is irrational. The, what I pay for a watch, what I pay for a phone, the fact that I'm willing to pay 1000 to $1,200 for the next phone is crazy. But I'm willing to do that because I may seem more attractive to you than to other people, than other people will. I know I'm slowly losing my hair, and one day I won't be that good looking. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I wake up singing that song to myself every day. So when you see like an ad-supported Pandora, you're like, oh, you're ghetto. Oh, but Apple Music, you're kind of cool. If you stick with me, I've got an iPhone. I'm going to take you places. A lot of people look at Apple, Google, Facebook, Netflix, and Amazon as they're so wealthy, maybe they should buy a TV network, or maybe they should start their own colleges so they can hire people that they, they could train people and hire people that they want. The way you identify an industry right for disruption is you look at whether the price increases are greater than inflation and justified with underlying innovation. The one area that's really ripe for disruption is education. Prices keep going up every year and innovation keeps going down. So you're not getting as much value. So if Apple were to start going after colleges, and keep in mind, I remember being in elementary school and saving soup labels, which is ironic. Soup is incredibly salty. Campbell soup, mm-mm, salty. Um, but it was in the education. So um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the, on the air. So when you start looking at companies like Apple, they can seed the economy. They can seed schools with their own product. So it would have some negative outcries for sure. But what can Apple do to really think differently at this point in time with their money? It's kind of a Game of Thrones, right? Have you watched Game of Thrones? Who's going to win? Is it going to be Amazon? Who satisfies our need to consume? Is it going to be Google? Who satisfies our needs to have answers? 
Amazon shares went up 44% in 2015, up 55% in 2016. Some people would argue that Amazon is becoming a search engine of things in its warehouse. In hardware, Apple's given up a lead in voice with Siri, which is now getting the crap kicked out of it by the buttery voice of Alexa. The most innovative hardware product 2015 and 2016 wasn't from Apple. It was Amazon's Echo. But Apple's just playing catch-up. That's all they need to do right now. But they're also losing their image of sex the innovator, which, as I mentioned, that's a problem. Amazon's media group is now growing faster than Facebook or Google. A billion and a half dollars in revenue. Ooh, that's triple the size of Snapchat. It's creeping up on Twitter. It's the most profitable, fast-growing business in tech. Amazon. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I unfortunately made the mistake of looking at news before I went to bed last night. My watch buzzed me and said, hey, there's an active shooter in Vegas. So I switched on Twitter to see what was going on, and much to my dismay, it was out of control. So after spending 10, 15 minutes of flicking through Twitter, and you get to the point where you're like, okay, some of this has to be fake news. And just to use the word fake news is pretty tragic in and of its own. You know, doing. So you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC, Fox News, none of them had good reporting until two in the morning, uh, maybe one thirty-one, so two to three hours after the event, basically it started. A lot of them were reporting, you know, multiple shooters, a lot of false news, wrong news. Um, and again, it brings up the question of like, to me, I'd be cautious with using news in your your head um, to make any decision in life. I look at some of the videos that we're seeing today and some of the Google Earth shots where the Mandalay Bay is and where the Las Vegas gunman had a perch 32 stories high. And you're seeing some of the broken windows from his room with the morning light shining in Vegas. And I go, wow, I wonder if this concert venue will ever open up again. I wonder. If you look at some of the things that changed since 9-11 with airplane security, sometimes it happens pretty fast. Sometimes we get pretty used to it. Anyway, um, Mark Zuckerberg did something kind of interesting over the weekend. He came out and publicly apologized and for Facebook's negative effects, posted a message to mark the Jewish Yom Kippur holiday on Saturday in a year, which the social network has come under fire for spreading misinformation. He said, quote, for the ways my work was used to divide people rather than bring us together, I ask for forgiveness. I will do, try to do better. That's pretty nice to hear. I don't know if you've ever been in love with someone and they come to you and they hug you and they say, I'm sorry, I'll try to do better. And you're like, no, 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 it wasn't all your fault. It was my fault, too. Like, suddenly everyone gets on the same page. Zuckerberg really didn't specify how Facebook was used to divide. The two billion member social network created 13 years ago by Zuckerberg in his Harvard dorm room has become the world's most powerful communication channel. 
the spotlight that Facebook gave the 2016 U.S. presidential election, the spread of fake news articles, and the political ads by Russian, bought by Russian link groups are believed to have used Facebook to gain momentum. So Zuck posted a little bit of atonement. That's a good moment. That's a moment where you you give the CEO a tip of the hat, in my in my opinion. Sony's out there in the news today, and again, news doesn't make a lot of sense on days like this. I remember the day of the Newton massacre, the Newton shooting of kindergartners and first graders. Just it blew my mind. It just I couldn't work. And the days after, when you know, the kindergartner leaves a note for his dead friend, you know, I miss playing with you. And you're like, whoa. Does a story about Sony coming out with a new PlayStation virtual reality really mean anything? The new model features a slight redesign that puts the headphone jack at the back, while the cable that connects it to the iPhone PlayStation, the iPlayStation has been slimmed down. This is made possible thanks to a new processor unit inside the headset. The headsets still look kind of like um, football goggles or I don't know, like a big diver's mask. The new headset, codename CUHZVR, will be compatible with all PlayStation virtual reality games. And they're getting slimmed down. In time for Christmas and Santa Claus. But not slimmed down enough for me to be interested yet. But getting there. Oracle announced a new automated database that can patch cybersecurity flaws by itself. I think Oracle stock goes up in the next two years. I think it's a bit of a value. And the fact that the CEO, Larry Ellison, said he won't take salary until it gets to $80 a share tells me it's going to $80 a share. It's currently at $48. The automated database called Oracle 18C can instantly patch itself while still running, which Ellison says is a big advantage of the current system in which humans have to schedule downtime for a database. So, and Ellison's going out of his way to say, hey, look, we could have stopped this whole Equifax thing. You have to automate against cyber defenses. Feels a little 20th century, but... You get the idea. 800-516-1220 each calls at the air. There's an early morning dance party group that startup workers are obsessed with, and it's starting to expand to colleges. So someone came up with the idea of let's do an early morning dance party, a rave. It's called Daybreaker, companies whose early morning dance parties draw startup workers in London, Paris, New York, Tokyo, San Francisco. They're now moving the business model to college campuses. It's a pretty neat idea. Pre-work dance party expanding to college campuses in the hopes of offering stressed-out students a reprieve from trashy basement parties. Unlike most raves, Daybreaker events are free of booze and drugs. They aim to energize, connect, and delight partygoers. Um, so there's a, that didn't take a big business model, right? That wasn't a genius move that you've never, ever possibly thought of. Let's have a party in the morning versus a party in the evening. Yeah, just throwing it out there, right? App usage is growing, but only a few apps are reaping the benefits. That's pretty expected, right? Um, there's Volume, volume, volume is how you make money in the world. The increasing dominant role smartphones are playing in users' lives have prompted the app market to surge. The increasing time spent bodes well for the firms that are the top app users. Um, if I were to do the top 10 apps, I would start with Pandora, then Gmail. Then I'd go to Google Play and Snapchat. And that brings us to the big buddy. Instagram, Google Maps, Google Search, Facebook Messenger, YouTube, and Facebook. On average, U.S. app users spend 90% of their mobile app time in five apps. 
it's kind of like the Kentucky Derby of apps. Bet on the five horses out of 10, you'll do well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. GM, General Motors, could release a self-driving car much sooner than expected, according to analysts out there. General Motors shares jumped almost 5% today after an analyst said the company could release a self-driving car. It could be ready for commercial deployment without human drivers much sooner than expected. The analyst said that additional businesses built off GM's new autonomous cars, like ride-hailing services like Uber, will ramp much faster than widely expected in the mobility business. It's a good candidate for a spinoff that could attract growth-seeking investors for GM. So, autonomous cars, are you ready? I like the idea. I like the idea of cars being smarter and smarter. Someone keys your car, your car calls the police, calls you. Someone cuts you off, your car you know, comes to a nice slow break. Just throwing it out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Today we learned about the tragedy in Las Vegas. And we all wake up with tragedy in our lives. Sometimes, like today, for me, very indirectly so far. But sometimes directly. There's a 76% chance that the Bay Area is going to experience a more severe earthquake than 1989's Loma Prieta Trembler in the next three decades. 76% chance. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen in 30 years. Potential impacts of this quake are severe. Heavy, dense apartments built above cavernous garages, which is known as soft story housing, will buckle as the marshy soil beneath them. Added in the latter half of the 19th century by zealous developers who wanted to extend the peninsula's real estate, starts to behave more like liquid versus firm footing. The marina is one of San Francisco's most vulnerable neighborhoods uh, when it comes to earthquakes. The phenomenon of turning solid into liquid, liquefaction, is one of the region's biggest threats. Anything along the water is at significant risk. So there's going to be a disaster here one day. Maybe I'll be doing my show live from Santa Barbara or somewhere else. And I'll go, man, I used to live there. Maybe I'll still be in the Bay Area. I jokingly say I've lived now in the Bay Area for 16 years, and I've only felt two very, very small earthquakes. Um, and when I lived on the East Coast, people were like, you're crazy for going out there. You're crazy. There's disasters throwing that out there. Um, speaking of apps that are dominant, South Park did a really smart thing this year when they did an episode where they featured Alexa. Cartman basically said, hey, Alexa, say my butt smells like like pudding. And they would get this naughty voice saying, ah, you know, my butt smells like pudding. But Domino's has the biggest slice of voice payments right now. Voice payments. You've heard about phone, paying with your phone, paying with credit cards, paying with cash. Now we've got voice payments. One in five Domino's customers in the UK are voice ordering through Amazon's virtual voice assistant, Alexa. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So again, it's it's not a good day to do a radio show. There's better news agencies doing better reporting than anything I could put together. I don't blame you if you want to follow that news, and I don't blame you if you see that I have a lack of focus and go, come on, Rob, pick up your game. It's tough when you see at least 50 people killed, gunmen opens fire to Las Vegas concerts. It's tough to put together a show that makes any sense. 
I can say, hey, look, rich men with extreme politics have the happiest marriages. hi But that's going to have to wait for a day or two days. People are being pickier about who they marry, and they're waiting longer to tie the knot. And with half marriages ending in divorce, it's gotten a lot easier to exit unpleasant unions. So the state of American marriage should be happier than ever, right? Nope. Instead, the quality of American marriages has dropped significantly. While most Americans say they're still very happy in their marriages, the number is down from the early 70s. It's um, about 60% from about 68%. What sours the American marriage? Uh, more men say they're happier with their marriages than women do, for example. <clears throat> That's pretty interesting. And it ties heavily towards how old you are, how young your partner is, and how much money you have. And if you happen to have a strong political opinion and your spouse loves you, um, that's a positive. American economic worries may be bleeding in the family life in toxic ways. A lot of people are very insecure with their job. And you become resigned to insecurity. And the higher your insecurity, the more rigid the expectations of your partner become. So that's out there. Casino stocks are dipping. Gun stocks are rising. That's the big story of the day, sadly. Um, tech giants right now are in the news. I saw that Mark Zuckerberg came out over the weekend and apologized and said he feels bad if Facebook has done any harm, coinciding with the Jewish holiday of atonement. It's a different Facebook than it was five years ago that was very aggressive and very non-apologetic. It's a different Facebook than it was at the beginning of the year. Facebook is now starting to work with authorities, sharing information on basically some of the mess-ups that they've had tied towards the elections and such. Chimps, babies, and Taylor Swift. That's typically the heavy content of a YouTube video that we're watching right now. Chimps, babies, and Taylor Swift. Now, when you look at that on the, the headline, you go, there is no way that Google's YouTube is racking up millions of views about these items, and yet they are. Big tech is disrupting. Part of the appeal is the deadpan delivery of the peppery one-liners, of course. Google Glass, the head-mounted display-shaped glasses. Uh, once we you know, was told a conference that it's, you know, it's a prophylactic, ensuring you will not conceive a child and no one will get near you. The old Google Glasses. And now companies like Apple, as their brand continues to grow, it's a status symbol. It may make you a baby. It may get you an ooh and an awe. So people looked at companies like Amazon and they'd say, I don't understand why you bought Whole Foods. And Amazon bought Whole Foods. Um, there's a rising power of America's tech giants. And you go, Amazon, Internet, Whole Foods makes no sense. But you might remember Conan the Destroyer. There's now a phrase, Amazon the Destroyer. Amazon's core competency is its story. Despite the fact that the company hasn't always been profitable, it's told you that it wasn't going to be profitable. They told you that. And they've hit certain bumps in the road, whether they did auctions like eBay. Do you remember them doing that? They did. Their phone that had a hologram in it, disaster. The market keeps bidding up the stock. Typically, at some point, 
the story loses its its luster and it's time to put up or shut up and investors lose patience but amazon is such a success story that they're able to borrow money from the bond market at a cheaper rate than china telling you that people are in love with amazon amazon makes a mistake every now and then and when they're profitable Jeff Bezos probably goes in the rooms of their managers and says, you're screwing up. You're changing our story. Instead of, we don't care if we're profitable, we're going to grow, we're going to grow, we're going to grow, to start they're profitable. That's when you can materially checkbox the company and say it's overvalued. They've never got the markets used to the crack cocaine of profits. Uh, because once you go profitable, you can't go back. Now... <laughs> What's next for Amazon that you're not watching is probably, you know, Netflix. There's talks of their acquiring some television networks to get scale and content quickly and fill in some niches because those assets have been beaten down from a valuation standpoint and Amazon has the ability to monetize them. So will Amazon, in their desperation to stay with Netflix, go out and buy a television network? Because not only would they get the content, but they would also get the advertising they would create more intensity across their prime relationship. Uh, the prime relationship, which was spoofed on Saturday Night Live this weekend when Alec Baldwin playing Donald Trump told the mayor of Puerto Rico that she should have had prime relief tied towards hurricane relief that would have come faster. You're like, ooh, it's starting to become part of our psyche. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested and more. I'm hearing a little bit of audio in the back, which is a-okay. We'll take a break here. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.